this episode of the Danger Gnome Podcast. We're going to talk about the Borealis Fat Bike Worlds with Dave Oakes, who's the founder of the event, and Sarah Hutung, who is the Fat Bike Worlds New Richmond, Wisconsin. She's a member of their leadership team. Uh, she's going to let us know what we can expect at this year's event, and Dave's going to fill in some blanks as far as the history about how it all began back there in Crested Butte, Colorado. After that, we welcome Dan Mutz to the show to talk about the newest update of the Foes Racing Mutz full suspension fat bike that carries his name. So that is coming up right after this. Danger Gnome! Today's episode of the Danger Gnome podcast is supported by Travel Wisconsin. Hey, welcome to the Danger Gnome podcast. I am... Your T.O. Gomez, and we are really pretty lucky today to have two guests from the Fat Bike World Championships. We have Dave Oaks, who is the founder of the event. Welcome to the show, Dave. Thank you, Gomez. Good to be here with you again. And also with us is Sarah Hartung. She is uh, coordinating marketing and PR for the event, and they have a they have a leadership. Uh, Council and they, this is the most together race group that uh, that I've brushed up against uh, since the Fat Bike Berkey, probably. So, welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you, sir. So, we have Dave here to to fill in the background of Fat Bike Worlds. So, uh, tell us how Fat Bike Worlds began. How did Fat Black World begin? Well, it's a great question. And um, I like to point to my aging, balding head, and I blame that all on the original Fat Black World. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it was 2016 when the um, idea really came to mind. And it was nothing more than you'd expect from fat biking or fat bikers, even though one of the fellows was a skier. We're sitting at the bar here in Crested Butte at the Brick Oven Pizzeria. And we had just finished putting on a national schemo event and just after beers and sitting around and you know making fun of ourselves and in ways patting ourselves on the back from another successful event the very asinine idea of well why don't we do fat bike world just popped into the conversation and that's pretty much all it took for me to um, dedicate the next year of my life to um, making fat bike world happen and it took that solid year of planning, <clears throat> excuse me, in 2016. And in 2017, we, um, I'm sorry, 2015 and 2016, we held the inaugural Fat Bike World January, um, right here in Crested Butte, Colorado. I was there. You were there. I was there. You were. So one of, my, one of my favorite things about that event was the costumes. And is that is that a Colorado thing? Or is that because of legal weed? I mean, what's going on with with the costumes? I love it, man. I, I we always have costumes at the event that I run. No doubt, legal weed definitely helps. I mean, man, I could run down the gamut of some of my favorites over the years. But Crested Butte has, has always been known for wanting to put on fun events, but wearing fun costumes. It, it kind of just goes hand in hand. But I'll be honest, Gomez, I mean, you nailed it. It's interesting how um, the people, just in general, just embrace that. And, you know, we had a we had a local contingency here that raced, but the majority, I mean, the, the vast majority were from out of town. And they just as well very much embraced that whole costume um, ethos. And, man, we've had some pretty classic stuff over the years. And 
we've had some of the same folks show up every year in the same costume, which is awesome too. But uh, yeah, that's one of the best parts about it. And it's one of my favorite parts about Fatback World is, you know, we're, we're trying to put on something fun and do something fun, but it's all about the people and folks that wanted to come here, get on that fatty and have a good time. Yeah. Fun and great people in Crested Butte when I was there. Just a fantastic place. So uh, all that being said, the the Worlds has taken a little tour here. It went to Wyoming, and now it's on its way to Wisconsin. How does that all work? So we were, the first five years were in Crested Butte, and part of that was, you know, trying to make the event viable here. We, we It took a little bit to get it going. Um, there was a little bit of change in ownership, if you will. I've been involved. Since the beginning, I moved organizations kind of mid um, Fat Bike Worlds, if you will, and that was kind of a little bit of the uh, needing for it to stay here for a couple of years to help basically cover expenses and such. However, being Fat Bike World or just a world event, I've always wanted to see it move around. And, you know, Fat Bike Worlds was a huge catalyst for us to um, kind of just get more exposure and get more acceptance and more opportunities around fat biking. It was, it was, it was massive for that effort. And, um, you know, you learn very quickly that fat bikes aren't the boogeyman as much as some Nordic folks might still hold that, uh, you know, to be true. And, uh, you know, in my eyes, it's always been an opportunity to see other places, other destinations, other fat bike meccas be, be a, a strong foothold for the sport and for the event. And, you know, Wyoming was a great opportunity, partially, uh, COVID inspired. We were not able to put on the event here and, um, it was kind of a, uh, marriage by storm, if you will, in the sense of uh, Wyoming came to us. We were hoping to move it on, and it worked out great that we could do it that year, COVID and all. So after Wyoming, uh, my man Chris Stevens, who's the race director this year, there for the New Richmond crew, um, he's been to nearly every Fat Bike World in Crested Butte. He came to um, Wyoming as well, and I knew his caliber of racing. I knew he was very... Um, Let's just say type A. That's not wrong, right, Sarah? No, that's spot on. (laughs) And I kind of just figured, you know, if there's um, an opportunity in Wisconsin, I knew Chris was from there. I knew that he'd be the guy to ask. And that's pretty much all it took was when we were in Wyoming saying, hey, Chris, I'm really excited to see this event go to Minnesota, Wyoming, or Michigan, which is, uh, as we know, very much um, hotbeds of fat biking and amazing fat bike opportunities. So, um, Chris jumped right on board some of the, the crew there in New Richmond, and they were on board right away. And honestly, they have been absolutely crushing it ever since. Yeah, from from my viewpoint, like I said at the beginning, these guys have got the the organization dialed. So, um, and that brings us to Sarah. Hey, now that it's in Wisconsin, though, do you have any? Do you have any uh, like? What would you say to uh, to Sarah to say the things that you definitely uh, like want to keep from from that OG uh, Crested Butte Fatbike Worlds? You know, we have talked about some of that stuff quite a bit, and it was, hey, costumes are huge, and and don't forget the fun factor. I mean, as much as we are going to a, you know a place where there's probably a lot more fat bikers than there are here in the heart of the Rockies, where where, where skiing you know rules the roost, right? And uh, you know, keep it fun. I mean, as much as this is about, it's a race fat biking and it's about bacon handouts it's about whiskey handouts on course it's about a booter on course like hey if you can find a giant hoop that we can light on fire and you can jump through that's the kind of stuff we're doing or hoping to do so i mean wisconsin has been right on board and grasped that 
since the beginning. And I would also add again, Chris, you know, coming to the to the Crested Butte races as well as you know going to Pinedale, Wyoming. Um, he's always been uh, I can't speak for him, but he's always been very um, uh, centered around that. I mean, that that to me was always a big part of why he liked it so much and why he loved coming out here to race and. As far as I'm concerned, those guys have really picked that up and ran with it and completely adopted that. So I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to more shenanigans and Scotty style. You know, nice, nice. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good point. That's that he uh, has all the instincts from have having been to all the locations, Chris. And we Indeed. did we did interview Chris about the uh, about the event, and that came out a couple of months ago. But we wanted to. Uh, really give folks that are going to the event um, an idea about what to expect. And uh, it's a three-day, three-race Omnium format, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and I, I, I just made note of the flaming hoop, so we'll, we'll, uh, we'll add that in. <laughs> like that a lot. But yeah, absolutely. We're, we're looking at a three-day format, and, and um, you know, as we thought about how we wanted to bring this thing to the community and, and knowing uh, the experience that a lot of our club riders had had out at Crest of you, you know, Chris and, and others as well. We always so appreciated, you know, the grassroots, the fun, the, the costumes, the, um, and the exposure for a community that, that, you know, is kind of off the, off the beaten path a little bit. And, and that's what we wanted for, for nourishment as well. And for, Western Wisconsin. So we thought, okay, how do we take this thing from one day, uh, make it into a three day event? Naturally, we wanted three days of racing. So we landed on the Omnium format. Um, and, uh, we're, we're super excited about it in that it's, it's not all about some elite racer coming and crushing through the weekend. And, uh, you know, and 98% of the field, not having a chance, we've tried to add in some equalizer, type things uh friday is is an obstacle course you will get bonus points for your ability to to shock on a beer perhaps you know something <laughs> like that uh, so we want to make sure and add that whistle flavor to it awesome yeah so it starts out on friday with a night obstacle course so yeah. uh is this kind of like a like uh i mean is it <laughs> my mind's kind of racing so uh can you try and describe it i'm like thinking well it could be like uh, um, it, uh, at nighttime, uh, about a one mile lap mm-hmm. where you will get off your bike and participate in a couple of, uh, you get stopped and you, you got to throw a football through a hoop or you got to, uh, toss beanbags until you get one in, uh, get a, get a ringer. Um, and then you can move on. So you're, it's, it's your time throughout the whole activity. If you can't complete, <laughs> if you can't complete the challenge, You'll, you can have a penalty uh, a penalty time added and move on to the next thing, of course. We don't want anybody out there getting frostbite. So. Uh, but um, Friday will be really a lot of fun. Uh, band DJ, or excuse me, a DJ at the, at the distillery that night. And, and everything's real close um, all together at, at 45th Parallel for the obstacle course and for, for the fun afterwards. Nice. And then the, the main event, Saturday, a four-lap, yeah, 25-mile race on groom trail out at the uh, country club right yeah absolutely yep out at the golf course so we'll have the, the whole shooting that's out there um you know bike pre-ride the course on friday night on um, saturday you come right out there we'll have demo bikes we'll have the vendor expo but uh, the big show will kick off at 10 a.m 
Um, that'll be the championship race, four laps, a six-mile uh, course. Uh, if you want to take the short version, you can do the two-mile fun race on Saturday. Costumes are absolutely encouraged and allowed. Uh, we've got uh, at least one booter, uh, one official booter jump right in prime spectator viewing area, and then we've got a couple of other spots where where uh, you can you can definitely make your own airtime if you're if you're so inclined out on the course. There's a bacon stop, uh, complete with a, a fire pit there. If you're if you really need to take a, a bacon break for a while, um, so I think uh, there'll be something for everybody on the course. And we've got a couple of different vantage points for spectators to really get out there and interact as well, which will be a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah, I'm delighted to hear you're going to have some demo bikes there too, and a little expo area. That's always that's always nice. Yeah, absolutely. Perry Alice is actually going to bring about 20 bikes. Um, there'll be some other demos out there as well, but the Borealis bikes that are coming out, uh, you know, pay attention. They're for sale, right? So I don't know if you've seen a wait list lately for a, for a, a fat bike or any bike, but um, you have your chance at coming out, uh, test riding a Borealis Crestone or uh, or one of the other models and possibly to take them home with you. Yeah, and that's uh that's really a rare thing, demo bikes these days, because bikes sell so fast. So that's uh, and that's should be mentioned that Borealis has really been the title sponsor of Fat Bike Worlds from like day one. Day one, Steve Kazmarek is awesome. He's again a, a, just a huge proponent of seeing the sport grow and um, go to cool areas and highlight the great stuff people are doing and make fat bikes a viable thing. And he's from Wisconsin. <laughs> and he's from Scotty. You gotta love that. <laughs> exactly. The other big uh, presenting sponsor for this year's is Anderson's Maple Syrup and is Pure Energy, right? Yeah, Pure Fuel. Pure Fuel. Pure and, fuel that's uh, it. Anderson's and Pure Fuel have both, uh, you know, been a phenomenal sponsor and a phenomenal partner to uh, the, the club, to, to Bigger and Flyers and Apex Cycling over time. We, we've got a great relationship with Steve and, and Derek and, and those guys, and, and they do a, a great job, and they have a great product. So it's, it's fun. Uh, Anderson's is about, you know, an hour and a half up the road from us or an hour up the road from us, and a lot of, lot of connections, a lot of family connections, too. So Delicious tree blood. Mm. It's blood, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing that, that I noticed about this event, and in my imagination, with the junior categories and the kids race, and the, the junior categories in you know, the 12 to 18, so all the NICA kids could come with their parents, have a great weekend, and race for reals. Become world champion at 14. So yeah, absolutely. don't you agree with that? It's an awesome opportunity, and we, we would love, love, love to put half of the field uh, in that 18 and under category. I mean, what, a, what an opportunity to, to come on out. Uh, it's, not a, it's not a Berkey course where you're going to go out halfway and potentially not be able to get somebody to come find you in the Northwoods, right? If you're on the golf course, it's a safe space. Come on out and try a fat bike race, a legitimate fat bike race on a really nice groomed course. And uh, we're, we're offering a discount code to try to incentivize uh, you to, to go ahead and register. Um, the discount code is NEXTCHAMP. Oh, cool. NEXTCHAMP, all caps, no, no spaces. Um, and the first 100 uh, juniors that register 18, uh, 18 and under or 14 to 18, 12, 12 to 18, excuse me, 
um, they will get $70 off their registration regardless of whether they do Saturday only or the full Omnium weekend. So it's, it's, a, it's a pretty good deal. Um, we, we, uh, we, we're really excited about that. We've had quite a few folks take advantage of that, but um, we'd love more. Well, right on. I, I look forward to coming out there and, uh, and seeing the whole thing go down. And I heard that just, maple syrup, right? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 the Sunday morning pancake breakfast. I bet you I could, I could podium that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we'll think about that. We should have a, an award category for that, and I think that there's something there, Gomez. So uh, watch out, be careful, wish and, for. So, and I just recently found my space ghost costume. So, yeah. <laughs> A geriatric, yeah, geriatric space ghost. <laughs> so uh, that is at the end of the month. It's like starts on Friday. The is it the twenty eighth or the 29th? Twenty eighth. Yep, Friday the twenty eighth through Sunday the thirtieth. And uh, yeah, we're just we're really really excited and uh, really have been lucky to have Dave, you know, guiding us and and uh, coaching us along. So we're we're super excited to show show off the city and and have a have a great one weekend and it cracks off on friday at the distillery so when you hit town dump your bags grab your bike and head to the distillery right yeah absolutely yep well all right any closing thoughts any uh any anything that you want to uh people to know about coming registration's open right Registration's open. We're, we're probably going to push that right up to the event. Um, we're, we're trying to figure out if we can make same-day registration work, um, but uh, and we'll, we'll post those updates on the site. But working pretty hard on, on getting all the finishing touches put on, and, and uh, again, we're, we're excited to see people. Cool. Well, thank you both for taking the time to join the show, and uh, I'll, see, I'll see both of you soon. Awesome. Thank you for doing what you do, Gomez. Looking forward to seeing you in Wisconsin and incredibly excited to come to the heartland of fat biking and, and suck down some spirits and maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Take care, you guys. All right. We are out. Thank you, guys. Danger Gnome. Hey, it's your Uncle Gomez. It's the Danger Gnome Podcast, and our special guest is Dan Mutz. How's it going, Dan? Pretty good, man. How you doing? All right. You just uh, jetted back from Cali, back to New Hampshire. Yeah. yeah, back in the back in the east, ready for some lovely winter. So, were you out there visiting Foes Racing, or were you visiting? No, well, I go or? back and um, I kind of do mixed trips. But yeah, my fam- I'm from there, so I was back there visiting family for the holidays and whatnot. I do that pretty much every year. I skipped last year because of the travel yeah. issues but uh yeah 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 so did you get caught up in any nice. of those flight cancellations etc i didn't i had family members that did that it was a real weird year uh, like some people made it some people didn't because it's kind of it's kind of a hub everybody that's spread out across the country always meets back there late december so for those of you that don't know dan is the namesake for the foes racing mutts full suspension fat bike um the bike that will not be pigeonholed, not while Dan's on the line. <laughs> and uh, I, I really contacted Dan again. Dan's been a guest on the show before. We talked about dropper posts last time he was here. Um, I, I contacted him because I saw on his Instagram that 
he had the newest version of the Foes Mutts. And what, I, tell us a little bit about that evolution from V1.0 to where we're at. Um, well, it was, it was due for a, for an evolution for sure, just from its from its age. But everybody loved the bike so much; it was kind of hard to make any changes. The um, uh, to, to improve anything, I guess. The, a lot of it was um, <clears throat> you got to think that you know when the rest of the line is kind of evolving as well. And you've got 2014 top tube, down tube designs, things like that. Um, you almost have to go back and make a new run of them every time. Um, so it just needed to be updated. So while updated, we can go ahead and uh, make tweaks as well. So now the, uh, the a lot of the tweaks are, gosh, it's, it's got a lot of little changes from head angle to travel to uh, seat tube angle is a big one. Um, uh, stiffening the lower uh, end down there. There's a, um, uh, the, the bottom bracket area is all monocoque uh, design and it's kind of like a slide in system. So where the, the tubes kind of slide on top of it before being welded, but super, super strong down there. Um, and was, then go ahead. I noted that, that one of the big changes was a three degree change in the, in the seat tube angle went from 73 to 76 degrees. Um, so what does that do to, uh, to the um, <clears throat> yeah, it's a pretty significant increase. And a, and a lot of people were looking at that too, as one of the, uh, as far as feedback went, one of the, um, uh, things riders were commenting on was steepening up the, the seat tube. So went kind of big on that to 76, um, as far as a seated climbing position, it's a, it's a totally different feel. Um, the, uh, it, it kind of goes hand in hand though, when, with the, lengthening of the top tube. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you can, if you can picture when you, when you verticalize, if you will, the, uh, a C tube, how, how much that would shorten the top tube. Sure. So yeah. changing that to 76, um, lengthens the top tube, uh, significantly, which that kind of just translated to like a full circle of, um, adjustments to kind of, uh, compensate for that. Um, Plus the head angle went from uh, sixty-eight to sixty-five, so and that was a pretty significant uh, right. So change as well. Much more modern, progressive geometry. So just yeah, absolutely up- updated to where you know riders and trails have progressed. Right, it's the whole exactly progressive yeah, circle. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and and as far as it, it kind of oh, kind of rounded it out too, as far as, you know, looking at things more like, um, downhill performance and, and high speed performance, uh, uh, combined with the pedal ability and the, and the climbing and things. So, um, yeah, just, uh, little tweaks it. I mean, after seven years, we had some feedback <laughs> without much change. Nice. And the current version, is this, is this the second version of it? This or is, is it? Technically this is the third. There was gotcha. a, yeah, we did that the the one fifty when was that two thousand seventeen, um, and I think that one was pretty aggressive as far as trail and I and and it, it was a really fun bike and um, I, I still love riding the thing but it uh, I think people kind of viewed that as almost like a fat enduro or downhill bike if gotcha. you will I don't know <laughs> but so it kind of lo- it got kind of like lost in the like people, I don't know if they were a little confused by what do I do with it, but I mean, I've ridden it on flat 
twisty single track and the thing handled great. But uh, yeah, it was a little slacker, a little longer. Um, so this is, I guess the version three is kind of a medium between the two. Nice. So yeah, pushing the limits and then maybe dialing it just slightly back to give it more versatility and a better all around. Exactly. Feel. Cause that's yeah. what I, when I think of the style of writing that you do and you know, <laughs> I'm just a, I'm just one of those guys that sees these sees your ride reports and I'm like damn every weekend this guy goes on a 12 hour ride and just visits all these and and I'm a big fan of uh of uh agricultural dilapidation and old buildings and old cars oh, right and, on, yeah. and you you definitely get a, you capture a bunch of that stuff on your rides yeah um, yeah I try to get get lost out in in the back areas of New Hampshire. It's amazing. <laughs> but everywhere I've ever lived, I've found places that are just friggin' amazing. You know, that you yeah. can, if you ride a bike, you will find them. And a fat bike oh, yeah, is, a, yeah. is, a, is the perfect little uh, spaceship to go on those explorations. Yeah, well, and that's what's really cool about it, too. Like, because a lot of times, I'll, you know, what I'll usually do is kind of pick a destination where there's trails. And I'll be like, okay, now if I was going to ride to this destination, you know, I, I sit down and kind of route it out. And obviously being on a bike, you can't just like beeline it to that destination. So it kind of forces you to pick and way you pick and uh, choose your way kind of through some parts of the state. I wouldn't see otherwise. And you always see, I always see really cool stuff and it's, uh, yeah, it's really kind of falling in love with that kind of riding where you just kind of route it and then ride it. And, uh, once you get there, you hit some single track and, um, it, it's kind of like a full, uh, yeah, yeah. full experience. I love it. And, uh, <laughs> The reason that I brought up that style of riding is you ride the mutts and it's the bike of your choice for this, for part <laughs> pavement, part gravel. I mean, it's really like a mixed surface exploration vehicle, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, truth be told, if, sometimes if it's all, some of the rides, like uh, I, sometimes I head out to these trails in an area here called Wolfboro where, where it's paved pretty much the whole way it's cool paved back farm roads but anyway i i, I do have a, a hardtail too oh, that nice. i take for the for those ones but um yeah for the 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 other ones you know i i try to route it where it's mostly like what they call out here class six roads which is there it's funny they have like they even end in the word street like you know like johnson street or something like that you get there and it's a full-on like rock garden of a waterfall <laughs> but um, anyway so i try to route my way through those and of course yeah then, then I'm, I'm on the mutts all day for that stuff um uh or it really if i the goal is always to get there by mountain biking you know what i mean right right um, on. yeah absolutely and so uh so yeah i it's you know the bike pedals better than uh than uh, i think then it would, you think by, it, you know, visually looking at the thing, you'd be like, that, that looks difficult. But no, but I mean, I, yeah, I can go all day on the thing and tour on it overnight on it. Um, and then when I get there, it's a Brad bike to hook around. <laughs> you know, I, I work at a bike shop and we're not too far from, from uh, the track world headquarters. Right. And uh-huh. employees come in and, and, I have a full suspension fat bike that I've been riding. It's not foes, but one of their engineer guys was like, why, why do you need that? I'm like, well, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, but I'm trying to work that out. I'm trying to make this bike 
my friend, right? How to, yeah. I'm, I'm just beginning my relationship <laughs> with this thing. And that was probably six months ago. And now I have uh, the last piece of the puzzle was I, I put a stiffer Wren inverted fork on there and I put a dropper on there. And then it's like, oh, boom, this thing <laughs> is so much fun. Yeah. It's, you know, I get that a lot too. And, and it's cool because I mean, I, I guess you know, people look for the opinion because maybe they didn't even thought about it. Like they'll see the bike and like, Whoa, suspension on a fat bike. What's that about? How does, you know, how's that work? And it's, it's, you know, it's to me, if I go back to a hardtail fat bike, it feels very bouncy as far as, you know, the, the, the spring from the tires, obviously there's no dampening there. Um, right. yeah. damping there. Um, and there's kind of almost like a harmonic pogoing that happens as you're seated pedaling too, where, where, you know, where the suspension fat bikes cancel that out as well. So I think with the, you know, with the adjust, with the suspension adjusted, right. To comp- to kind of work with the low pressure tires, mm-hmm. they're, they're just a dream to ride. And, you know, a lot of times out here, like, let's say, you know, the trail I ride anyway, even in the snow, there's big rocks poking through and things. Yeah. You know, these aren't, you're not always riding on corduroy groomed, Nordic oh, right. trails or something. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah. So, so, so uh, we, we have, and, and, and the other thing too is, you know, we've kind of nicknamed the post holing effect from hikers or whatever out oh, here. Is, yeah. um, we call we call that winter tech. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Once it freezes up, it's just kind of more bumps for the mud. It doesn't I, like it's. Uh, know, you'll be it's, riding by somebody, and they're like, "My lower back's killing me from this," and I'm like, "Oh, that's bummer, man." <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. I, I, yeah, I, I'm like, I wouldn't know. I vaguely remember that. So, so, I mean, I to me, it makes more sense for a fat bike to be suspension. But. When you when you tune your suspension, do you set? Let, let's say, do you have? Do you set the pneumatic? Do you set your tire pressure at at a certain level and then adjust your suspension, or do you have? Uh, do you play with both ends? You know, I know that, um, that when I, my vague recollection of when I talked to the salsa people about this and their buck saw, they were like, yep, set it at 10 and then you adjust from there. Uh, and then you can micro adjust your pneumatics. So how do you approach it? Okay. That? Yeah. So they're talking about dirt. Rock, right? Yeah. At 10. Um, yeah. So in the summer, it, you know, 10 PSI is kind of a, up to about a 4.2 mm-hmm. uh, tires is, is, is kind of a sweet spot. Um, on that one, you probably want to, you, you want to adjust the, uh, the rebound a little faster so it doesn't lag behind the tire, but it'll slow the tire down just enough. If that makes any sense. Sure. Um, and then in the winter, <clears throat> I mean, that, that it's, it's always people always ask like, what, what tire pressure should I run in the winter? And that's such a subjective question. It's, 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 it's you know, the, the, the condition of the snow kind of dictates that, obviously, if it's sure. crunchy and frozen, you know, you can run a little harder. So obviously, um, so it's, it, a lot of times it's, um, what I'll do is I'll soften the, uh, I'll back the compression off, mm-hmm. um, to kind of, again, to keep so that the, you, you, what you want them to do is to almost act you want the suspension just to be a little bit slower, a little lag behind the tire, if that makes any sense. You don't want you don't want them to act totally against each other, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you want to dampen the, the the spring rate that you're getting from the, the sidewall of that low pressure. So, it's, would it uh, be fair to say, like the softer the conditions, the slower the rebound you want? 
uh, yeah, yeah. Or the closer you would to doing it like a, a normal, yeah, like you were fighting, like a, like you're like you were a normally pressurized mountain bike tire. You gotcha. know what I'm saying? Yeah. The closer you'd want it to normal, like I'm saying, like almost like a recommended summer. <clears throat> Oh, gotcha. um, yeah. compression yeah. for for a normal non fat bike. Well, I know that you feel about the the new mods. Like, I I have just recently uh, said that the fat bike that I'm currently riding with those wheels, it makes no sense to ride a mountain bike for me because my fat bike is such a lightweight capable sweet handling right rocket up the hills uh mountain bike right um i live in a completely different kind of ride area than than new hampshire you know we don't have mountains we just have we have yeah glacier well yeah i mean valleys so yeah just kind of think about that and then now add more rocky rudy (laughs) rough if you will trails and um yeah, and that's where the uh, relatively low pressure, and, and for the months anyway, the longer travel, and, and then you know the the lower leverage ratio, the more active suspension, and everything comes into play. I mean, it's it it is it's kind of the perfect all arounder. And it's <laughs> funny cool. we still get it. I still get it. People still buy it. As a, you know, and they'll buy it in the winter, and then spring rolls around, they just keep going. And it's like <laughs> I could I could have bet them on that. <laughs> 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 well cool now is new hampshire and vermont and maine that they have a lot of trails because you got that mountain range that goes through there and you got the contiguous appalachian trail and a bunch of public lands um uh-huh. i'm just assuming that's this like where a lot of these rides um take place that you're doing right that are these big epic 12 hour eight hour rides oh yeah 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 it's, there's so much around here. Gosh, right outside my door, there's less than a, less than a mile away. There's a, a trailhead to um, some some of the best riding in, in you know in the in the country. It's um, well, we're pretty lucky to have everything, and and there's so much trail work and advocacy and and, and groups and, and 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 building and grooming. It's 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 you know it's a thriving thing out here. It's it's pretty awesome to be to be all in it. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's good planning on your um, part. Um, living living yeah, like where you can ride right. from the door is, always, is super, oh, yeah. super good. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Sorry if you're out and, there uh, listening and you, and you can't ride from your door, but you, you could do it. Just be brave. I mean, I don't, I, it can't be that far. <laughs> you know, right. like, um, like, I, I don't know, some of those long rides, it was cool. Like, one of them was, um, I did up, I rode up to uh, Kingdom Trails from, right, well, from my, my door. Um, and that was 165, like, between 165, 170, I don't know, miles. Um, and it went through New Hampshire, through a lot of Vermont, up to uh, KT. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. Stayed at my friend's cabin up there, rode the next day on the beautiful Kingdom Trails oh, trails. And, um, but uh, managed that was 165 miles of almost all dirt. I mean, just, just being, I didn't know of any other region where I could do that, you know? Like, I certainly, you know, being from Southern California, I couldn't put anything together like that down there. Just, um, you, know, you know, granted, there's awesome trails down there, but it's tough to connect them like that, like it is out here. So right, it's pretty right lucky. On. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's very cool. I've been I've traveled a bit and done a bit of bike touring uh, in that New Hampshire Vermont area, so it's yeah. it's pretty baller. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I swam in a swam in a swimming hole with with thousands of newts. <laughs> like a party. True story. <laughs> and it was like, like a real good so time. so many nudes said there was there was like no not <laughs> there was they just climbed all over your legs like okay all right cool yeah. like new, hey man we got I a have, visitor I have new sure loves having you it's crazy <laughs> there's a big day for the nudes that day yeah, they're like man. oh delicious <laughs> flakes of human skin <laughs> or something who knows. <laughs> that's awesome so yeah you know this begs the question like how many do you do you strava your rides and whatnot do you keep track of how much you ride a year no i i i take the um the gps if i know i'm gonna do like a i mean the garmin's um what is it garmin connect gotcha. and, and keep those stats if i know i'm gonna do something long ride um a lot of the long rides i'll start out on um what's it called uh, ride with GPS and, and make a route and load the GPX file into the um, into a different garment. It's called an E-Trex. It's like the one I use for like in the lab, like I did a rod and things like that. So mm-hmm. It's it's just for navigation. And then I bring the other one and I kind of leave it in fleet mode as like a just to record. I don't bring them a lot on like two three hour local. You know, I'm just going to go out and ride. Gotcha. So I so I kind of lose track of actual total mileage. So I, I kind of just keep track of the the big long rides. I guess. Right on. I, that, that makes me think, though. Oh my god! Sometimes when I'm when I'm trying to get out the door to go ride, and I'm grabbing all the stuff I want to bring with me, I look uh-huh. at the level of electronics I carry yeah. with me, yeah. and I'm just like, "Oh, have a good ride, Freddy, Fred, my yeah. Freddy." It's like I have so much crap. Yeah, yeah. I can never remember to bring it on every little ride, so I, I, I it wouldn't be accurate for me to like pull up and check total mileage or anything gotcha but you <laughs> ride a ton and uh this, yeah, is, yeah. this is a cat that that has done the i did a ride and did it all on the mutts so there's yeah, got to be yeah. something about it i've, <laughs> I've got to get I've, we've got to find a way for us to uh for us to ride together or something so yeah do one that. of these days <laughs> life's long i know now. i don't get up to minnesota anymore i would do the um or up that neck of the woods i did I haven't done Arrowhead, and I did that in what 2016. I really, yeah. I'd really like to get back up there for that. So maybe oh, do Arrowhead so and on the way more, home or something. So, hit it up. <laughs> there's so many more pretty places than Arrowhead. I know. Though. It was oh, just a uh, very would, long snowmobile trail. <laughs> yeah, it's just bleak up there, bro. It's, <laughs> it's a big L-shaped death march. <laughs> like literally the, the time that I went up there, it right? was like, I, I feared for these people's. I was, it, it, I was just like, Oh my God, somebody is going to die out there. <laughs> Cause it was just super, super cold. My camera died after like 10 seconds outside. Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a rough, cool little town there. Um, we go it international yeah. falls. I've, I've been to Alaska and done a bunch of riding. It wasn't nearly as nasty as that. I'm telling you. I'm sure. I'm sure that they're you know out on the sea ice on your way to Nome. It's every bit as as dangerous and cold. But oh yeah, the parts that I've been to, yeah, I would love grass. But yeah, <laughs> um, um, yeah, up there, I'm sure it's crazy. You ever been um, to Telkeet, huh? Up there? No, I, I I only did to McGrath. 
Gotcha. Well, Telkina, uh, there's there's a little race called the Telkina Trio World Championships. Uh-huh. So maybe let me ask you, Kuisha, for the, the, for the last thing is things like that. Races calling themselves the World Championships or the, <laughs> the National Championships, etc. We just have a, a race here, a, lo- a local. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that's actually a race that's been going on for a while, and I think it started out as a tongue-in-cheek kind of thing, like, "Hey, we're the World Championships," and they branded somebody's ass. I actually went to the first one of that. That was in uh, Crested Butte, Colorado. Um, mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about like about races taking on these whimsical the names? world championships? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess with fat biking, it's kind of like there's so many variables. I mean, like as, as, like look at the, the the style of riding we were just talking about, like the difference between say Arrowhead Trail and and some of the rocky, snowy, icy single track that's out here. How do you how do you have a world champion? They're they're completely different. It's like saying I'm the winner of the car world championship. Like what? Right. Right. The biggest, <laughs> it's a little too vague. The, the two <laughs> biggest races, the ITI and Fat Bike Berkey, apples and uh-huh. oranges. Like you can't even yeah. compare. They're not even yeah, on maybe. the same planet, dude. Right. Well, they are on the same planet, but and <laughs> similar shaped bikes. But I mean, one's a freaking hour and 16 minute road race. Right. Um, right. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's kind of. Maybe they should get more specific in the titles, but I don't know. And on the other side of that coin is, as a as a consumer of, of racing entertainment, some races, especially in Wisconsin, complete comedy shows. Not a race. A, dr- oh, right. a, yeah, yeah. a drinking event. Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. I've been to, uh, what did I, years ago, I went to Single Speed USA just for that, for that, for that vibe. Boom, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, uh, I think it's a lot it, of fun too. Right? Yeah. Hell yeah! I don't remember racing without worrying about really who wins. Like, uh, if <laughs> yeah, you want to win, saying, go yeah. ahead. Who cares? <laughs> I honestly can't even remember if there was one. Nobody <laughs> 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 cares. I believe I, I, I've been to the one that was in Wisconsin, and the true winner of the belt actually wins the Derby after the race. Oh, so, nice. Nice. Uh, if you win the race, you don't you don't become some speed world champion. They should, they should and, like a fun podium, the podium of fun. Indeed. Yeah, I've been to, I've been to some races here where the team that had the most fun got went up yeah, on man. the podium and got to raise that their hands. Right and, you're the and, you're the fun winner and got beers and it was a yeah. beautiful thing. So yeah, a part of me is like of- a part of me is like well. Shouldn't really Lola because Lola. But the other part of me is like, we were founded on fun fat biking. We never yeah. took it very seriously. Um, huh? You know. Yeah, yeah. It has it has grown and as it's grown, there's yeah, it's gotten more serious. And you know, it used to be like a lot of you know, you go out and if you you try to ride something and you couldn't plow through it. You kind of fall off and laugh and you're covered in snow and whatever. Right. And now it's exactly. like, get off that trail. It's not set up yet or whatever. So it's like, I don't know. Grooming brings a whole sense of seriousness and responsibility oh, yeah, yeah. and a lot yeah. to it. Um, but yeah. honestly, like fat biking competition earlier on, we had four years where USA cycling sanctioned a, national championship and it had you know sponsors yeah. and 
uh, was out in Utah and in Michigan. And then they were like, mm, yeah, not, not, yeah, not no. interested yeah, anymore. <laughs> so now it's completely unsanctioned. Yeah. And part of me just says, oh, if you want to call yourself the intergalactic world championships of the Milky Way galaxy, go for it. It's just write a good joke and I will laugh. <laughs> we always joke about that too. You know, you'll be driving around, you'll see some sign that'll say like voted world's best pancakes or something. I'm like, who voted? <laughs> like, I don't remember voting. I feel like you can call anything you want. And we, we actually made a joke about it once or gave a little nod to it once on the, um, on the, an old shop like him like his website it used to say with world famous like because why not surely <laughs> you got a friend in mexico call it world famous <laughs> yeah well so, you can I, call whatever you want <laughs> that's what i think we had somebody that took offense to a uh, an instagram post that, that we had put up and like oh can't call it the world championships if it has only ever been held in one country but however, you could, you know, make it the. But I don't know. Yeah. No um, stopping I, getting on a plane and joining them. I mean, I know. Probably just so the world's getting smaller and smaller. It's true. Yeah, yeah. and you know, supersonic uh, commercial flights are going to be in in your future. Right. I wonder what they'll charge for a bike. <laughs> and if you if you if you Strava that, will your bike actually go supersonic? Oh, dude, that'd be great. Somebody's gonna flag you for that for sure. Yeah, the system, the system. <laughs> They're gonna want to see your heart rate or something like that. <laughs> well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk. We got into some uh, merriment and and uh, just some yeah. into the weeds a little bit. I feel like we always do. <laughs> well, we have to. It's, it's, it's always it's, fun. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> well, man, you have a happy New Year. It's New Year's Eve here. And, yeah. Uh, I don't know when this will publish. I think maybe New Year's Day tomorrow. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> so, right. uh, happy New Year. Awesome. And uh, we'll talk again soon. All right. Happy New Year. Get some riding. Hopefully, we'll get some good, uh, good snow coming up here soon and get out for some nice trails. Yeah, yeah. We got snow coming. Tomorrow right, we got yeah. we got another few inches on top of a few inches. So oh, yeah, beautiful. yeah. I'll be breaking trail. <laughs> right on, man. All right, have a good one. All right, take care. Come on, we're still best with the fat, the top of the nose, we'll keep scanning.